that you're two divorced men who kind of saw a, a need, and you correct me if I'm wrong, to have that voice heard and what it's like to be divorced. And I do think that this is a side of divorce that we need to hear about more. Many of us can't even define what we're feeling. But to me, one of the most hurtful things is, if I'm honest, my experience has been that we don't even allow men to have them. Like we have decided that somehow men are not human. Like having emotions ideally isn't, well actually, is a human experience. Welcome to the Two Dad to Quit podcast. The podcast where we highlight stories of dads on the other side of divorce. To inspire and give strength to dads going through it. I'm Ben. And I'm Yoel. Hey everybody, Ben here. I just wanted to let everybody know this is an episode of Two Dad to Quit podcast. However, it is our guest spot. Uh, Yoel and I had our first interview on another podcast, the Very Thoughtful Podcast, and we thought it was very important to share it with you. Uh, it is a very interesting perspective uh, from the female perspective and gets a lot into the fact that men actually have feelings. And a lot of uh, in our society today, that's not something that's uh, pushed or brought about or uh, it, and it goes pretty deep and it's a wonderful conversation and we wanted to share it with you. So enjoy this week's episode. Welcome everyone to my Very Thoughtful World. I am Kanisha Berry with Very Thoughtful Life Coaching. I am super excited today. Listen, we are changing it up a little bit here at Very Thoughtful. We're going to talk to men the whole month of June. And what better guests to start with is Ben and Yoel. They are here joining us from their own podcast, To Dad, To Quit. I can't wait to hear more about them, and I can't wait for you to learn more about them. So let's get started. Ben, Yoel, please let everyone know who you are. Yo, you've got the beard. Oh, thanks, Ben. <laughs> who I am, that's a very deep question, but uh, you know, just a brief background. Uh, I'm a 43-year-old man. I'm a father of five children. I'm originally from Canada, uh, Toronto to be specific, and uh, currently residing in Jerusalem. I moved here about 15 years ago, and I got divorced uh, roughly three years ago as of the date of this recording. And uh, professionally, my background is as a, a, an attorney, uh, but now I'm also a uh, professional podcaster along with my co-host, Ben, and I'll turn it over to you, Ben. So yeah, so I'm Ben. Uh, I like to think of myself as a creator. Um, but you know, sometimes you have to make money and you need a real job too. Um, so for the moment, uh, I'm very involved in a startup, uh, that deals with, uh, accessibility, uh, digital accessibility on the web. Um, that's my day job and my night job that we're part of this podcast, uh, trying to help divorced fathers and fathers that thinking about divorced, um, we can get into our demographics, which isn't entirely divorced fathers, um, I also have five children. Uh, I've been divorced for three years. And I also write children's books. And I have a YouTube channel, uh, a travel vlog uh, showing local spots around uh, Israel. And I have a few other things as well. So uh, like I said, I don't sleep. And uh, I try to create and, and think outside the box as much as possible. I, that, that sounds wonderful. How did you all meet? Yeah, so uh, so part of our education is we take a year abroad. So we both ended up in Israel 
uh, and we were in different schools, but a lot of our friends overlapped and we both were big rollerbladers at the time. And uh, anytime Yoel and I got together, in my opinion, and his may be different, I thought we hit it off and he's always been on my, like, if I ever meet that guy again, we will be best friends. Mm -hmm. uh, and back then there was no WhatsApp, there was no, it, you know, it was just cell phones and that was it. So the staying in touch wasn't a thing. Uh, and then I ended up moving to Israel. I saw an ad for his one of his businesses here and I got in touch and he's like, yeah, we should get together. It never happened. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, it had to be three, four, five years later. I saw we were Facebook friends by then. Uh, and I saw this picture of him like showing off his abs. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And uh, it was sort of around the same time as my divorce. And I reached out to him. I was like, hey, what's up? And uh, ever since then, we've been trying to support each other through this time. Wow. Y'all, did you want to add something to that? No, that was a that was a pretty good synopsis. I I, I like that summary for sure. And uh, yeah, I was going to say, and Ben kind of alluded to it. It's the joys of WhatsApp, and that's actually allowed me to to stay in touch with many long lost friends who aren't long lost anymore. And uh, I, I, you know, that's also been a big part of uh, you know my experience uh, post divorce. I talk a lot about this. I actually wrote a book as well for uh, for men to help with uh, you know that that talks about personal development, uh, different actions that men can take and whatnot. And a lot of that has to do with sharing with other friends and WhatsApp has enabled me to uh, stay in touch and, you know, renew or rekindle friendships um, that I think otherwise wouldn't have been possible. So Ben definitely falls under that. And it's been a, a huge blessing to have uh, to have Ben as a, as a good close friend of mine and now to do this podcast together. That's beautiful. So tell people, I know that your podcast, at least what little bit I read about it, because I don't want to make a big assumption that you're two divorced men who kind of saw a, a need and you correct me if I'm wrong to have that voice heard and what it's like to be divorced. First and foremost, how long were you married and what made you all think to start this podcast? So personally, I, we, I was married for just shy of 14 years, mm -hmm. uh, five kids. And I don't, I, you know, I'm in a foreign country. I don't have any f family here. And, uh, just finding support uh, was very difficult. Luckily, I had some close friends that pulled me into their divorce circle, which I didn't know existed. And, it, you know, it was also during COVID. So you couldn't go out. And there were like these underground groups where we got on Zoom and we talked to each other. So we all weren't alone in our houses when the kids weren't there. Um, and it, it was, there was clearly something missing. And from talking to other people in this group, the women had a lot of things to lean on. They had organizations that were offering to get them things. People were raising money for single mothers. The town had, you know, social services for them. And for us, it was kind of like, like I didn't, a lot of divorced men after divorce, they move into their parents' houses. I didn't have that option. I moved into my friend's house. I lived in his spare bedroom. I left with a suitcase and I started from basically nothing. And so it was about rebuilding and, you know, talking to Yoel uh, and other divorced men, I realized we all kind of have the same stories or the same emotions and the same, it was the same story over and over again. But I feel like there's a lot of men going through divorce that don't know that because they didn't have the community that we had. And I wanted to make a bigger community where people can share stories, but in a positive, uplifting way. You know, I, at, you know I, I've lived many lives already. 
And so I wasn't really concerned about me figuring out the next chapter, but it was about being able to show other people that you can still get through because it's, it's, it's hard. You know, I remember dropping my kids off at their mother's house and just standing outside going nowhere because I had nowhere to go. And, you know, that feeling, I, you know, I changed from, you know, I'm a big, I'm an optimist and I write. So like in my head, I have all these stories and I have like, this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm going to do. Um, but at some point I just had to stop and just go, I'm going to accomplish one thing a day. Yeah. And that's it. And I can't think further than that. So, you know, just having people on the podcast and showing divorced guys that have made it through to the other side and, and gone through the court system and gone through all of that and stayed in their children's lives, it's worth it. And to show them that it's worth it because during that time it, it can be, you know, touch and go and, and it's, it's a lot. So knowing that that sacrifice in the end, having that relationship with your kids. And I'm also, my parents got divorced when I was eight months old. So I know firsthand what it is like to be that kid. And I never knew my parents married really. And I still blame myself the whole time. So, so like, just knowing how, you know, my father has his own story and I hope to get him on the podcast. Um, mm -hmm. We're still negotiating. Uh, but um, for the first, you know, most of my, until I was like 18, I wasn't really close to my father. I'd see him once a month. Mm -hmm. um, but now we're close. So if he disappeared completely and just ran away like a lot of fathers just give up and they're like it's not worth it and they just go and then that relationship is gone and that relationship is so important mm -hmm. so which is you know kind of the whole idea of the you know even the name of the podcast it actually started and i'm jumping uh this hat is what started the whole idea uh, fathers matter okay says fathers matter i agree and and it was just like a well of course they do but not everybody feels that way. Like, you know, I questioned everything. Uh, my, my fathering, my ability to love, do my kids like me? Like everything. And it was just, I, just a way to get that message out to as many fathers as possible that they do matter and they should stay involved no matter what the heartache is and what the troubles are. And we've had several men on the podcast just admit that they would be, they'd be walking around their kitchen and just break down crying. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, we talked about before the podcast, like showing the emotions of a, of a man, but yeah. you know, it happens. And after post-divorce, it happens a lot. You know, I, I heard this one thing in, in a movie that um, divorce is not just breaking up of a relationship and the death of a relationship. It's also the death of the future you imagined. Yeah. So it's really two deaths. And that's hard. Yeah. So just to be able to show guys that are able to get through that um, and the feedback has been amazing. And, and every week we get more and more uh, reaching more and more people and, and they, and we have other things coming and we'll get into kind of what ideas are coming, uh, coming your way. Great. Thank you for sharing that. And I do think that this is a side of divorce that we need to hear about more. Because, and you know, I'm, I'm from America. We lived abroad for 10 years. Um, I also grew up in a home where like, much like you, my parents were never married, but I thought they had been married because I was very young. Um, mm -hmm. But knowing what that feels like to grow up yeah. 
this very divided world. So y'all, I, I want to make sure I give you an opportunity to share with me your story as well. Oh yeah, I appreciate that, Kanisha. By the way, I'm curious, where are you where are you from originally? I'm, so I'm originally curious. from North Carolina, a very small town oh. in All North right. Carolina. We nice. spent three years, we lived three years in the UAE, the United Arab Emirates. Wow. Cool. Yeah, and Eileen, I don't know if you guys heard of Eileen between Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. and Dubai. Then we spent seven years in Beijing, China. Wow. World traveler. <laughs> yeah, a little uh, bit, but we didn't get to come <laughs> to um Israel and where what do you, you guys when you guys are in Jerusalem? Jerusalem? Yeah, I'm in Jerusalem, yeah. And, and Ben's not too far away in the in the suburb outside of Jerusalem. Uh but but just to answer your question, uh, you know, similar to Ben, I was married for many years. I was married for actually literally 18. So the day of my official divorce was actually my 18th anniversary. And um also similar to Ben, and, and like he was saying, a lot of our stories overlap. I also found myself at a certain point, you know, living out of a shoebox my friend had you know put me up in a room in his office i was there for you know a period of time and yeah divorce was a very dark time in my life the interesting thing that i'll add uh, you know to what ben was saying is that uh you know ben really had to sell me and he still has to sell me uh, all the time you know we have lots of discussions obviously because one of my concerns was you know and ben has heard this a, a zillion times you know we're not victims like you know, ni- neither of us are, are here today to say that we're victims or we, we don't want to have this victim approach. Like Ben was saying, we're here to take a positive approach. But I always have that concern. Like, I don't I don't want to ever give that impression that we're, we're suggesting that we're victims in any way. Uh, so that was definitely a, a concern of mine. And, and I wanted to make that clear. Uh, and also, uh, you know, just from the standpoint of, you know, defining oneself. So, you know, I did have a concern, uh, you know, when I was initially talking about it with Ben, uh, you know, you know, am I going to be defining myself by this? Like the, the a divorce is a very challenging, life altering time in one's life. You know, I never noticed it. I never realized it having not experienced it before. And, you know, once I, I, I experienced it, it was like, wow, like it's just, it rocks your world. Uh, and so I, I definitely have had some reservations about that, but you know what, as, as you heard from Ben, um, the positives are just so important and it's just so crucial for people to really have that, you know, that voice to really see that there's other men uh, out there like them that have gone through it and, and have come out the other side. And uh, and Ben uh, has won me over and he wins me over all the time when uh, <laughs> whenever I find myself, you know, asking him, like, are you sure we should be doing this or is this the right thing? And, and uh, you know, but it's been it's been amazing. I am sitting here, believe it or not, like so emotionally full. So I don't know if you guys know this about me, but with my coaching, all I talk about is emotional awareness. And the, Mm. because a lot of times we don't really communicate our real emotions. Many of us can't even define what we're feeling. But to me, one of the most hurtful things is if I'm honest, my experience has been that we don't even allow men to have them. Like we have decided that somehow men are not human. Like having emotions ideally is, a, well, actually is a human experience, but we are not a society. And I can have only speak from America and from my, again, my experience of being around different people from different cultures. I've, I've lived around, I mean, I've lived around the world, but coach people from around the world. Hmm. And to hear women talk, to watch movies, the fact that you both just shared that 
for you divorcement moving in with a parent or living on someone's sofa. When you watch movies, when the divorce happened, the husband you know, has a business and he moves in with his young girlfriend and the mom is stuck and she's trying to figure it out. We don't hear these stories enough. And we certainly don't allow space for the man who is going through divorce to say, it matters that they're they are suffering and hurting too. And I'll share this because I don't want to take up the whole time talking about my experience of divorce. Years ago, I worked for an organization called Church Initiative. And the man, Steve Grissom, created a, um, a Christian program called Divorce Care because when he was faced with divorce, going to from church to church, going to ministries, going to therapists, no one could help this man. And once he got through it and, you know, resolved, he said, he prayed, Lord, there should be something to help them. <laughs> he said, God said, well, then you create it. But just to know that there, you're right. We don't live in a society where there's a lot of support, one, for people going through divorce. And then two, I've never, like when I read just, when I was reading your stuff on your internet, I was like, I can't wait to talk to these men. Hmm. Can't wait because... I have never been on the other side of this conversation and I am very honored to be here. Yeah, it's That's interesting hard. that you 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 talk about society and what's around. <laughs> I have this theory, you know, like it used to be Disney movies created this imaginary thing where you marry a princess, marries the king and they live happily ever after and this got ingrained in in young children mostly the girls this was like they're you know i'm gonna grow up i'm gonna marry a prince and everything live happy ever after um but i feel like now there's also now the whole hallmark movie culture and they're slipping into that now where you know it's second marriages it's third marriages it's and all of this is normal and everything's going to be great and i feel like you know there's a push that trying to normalize I understand, you know, it just shouldn't be, you know, like an outsider thing that is ostracized, but there's also, you know, normalizing divorce and second marriages. This is just what people do. And the second time it's better because they, they land better. They find somebody better and everybody takes vacations together and everybody, you know, happily ever after all together, 400 people, the Brady Bunch <laughs> is the standard. Um, so, so I, I get what you you uh, what you're saying there. I believe Yoel is sort of writing a screenplay, which I really want him to do, um, which may fit this need. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I well, yeah, I, I, I'm working on it. Uh, albeit pretty slowly, but, but, but it is something I'm working on. But Kanisha, I also wanted to add to to what you were saying about emotional awareness, because a, a a big part of of what we're hoping for uh, in the podcast is also to have that awareness. Hopefully there's people, you know, as, as we continue to grow and, and, and reach, you know, more and more people, uh, people that are currently married and, and maybe having challenges, whether that's, uh, you know, on the, the, wife, the wife's side or the husband's side, whichever side uh, of the spectrum, but just to understand that, you know, there may be another perspective. And if they can see that, you know, yeah, guys have emotions too. Guys, you know, plenty of our guests have talked about crying about things. And plenty of our, you know, and, and, and the thing I want to add also is that a lot of times we may not be that conscious while it's happening. But if somebody can witness guys on the other side who have sort of developed that consciousness, then that could help them while they're still married, if that makes sense. So in other words, like, you know, I I have a certain level of consciousness now just based on, 
you know, various books and, you know, I work, I like to think that I'm, I'm, I'm doing on myself and trying to grow from the experience uh, that I didn't necessarily, or not even necessarily, I didn't have before. Uh, so at least somebody who's watching it and sees somebody speaking more consciously may realize there's something more to it. So if somebody's struggling in a marriage, they may say to themselves, you know, I want to reach out to somebody who's been there and understands, you know, what it's like. And just to see that perspective, I, I'm very grateful to hear you say that because that's very much a part of what we're what we're hoping for, what we're aiming for. Right, Ben, would you say? Yeah, and we actually had one guest uh, that's a marriage therapist who's, he's divorced, married, has kids from his first marriage, her first marriage, and they have kids together. Uh, and he said this thing that, that still sticks with me, that the ideal is that people have, couples have their second marriage in their first marriage. Should I explain that? Yeah, so there, the enlightenment that you get after divorce and introspection and, and working on yourself and giving yourself the space to figure out what you want and what not, um, you should do that in your first marriage. So instead of needing this divorce and to do it in the, be better in your second marriage, you should figure out how to do that in your first marriage. Yeah. And that's the ideal because, you know, if you get married in your twenties and you're hoping to live to your eighties, those are your choices really. Yeah. You figure it out or you don't. And then you try again. Yeah. So the ideal is, you know, there was something that started it. Ideally you figure that out uh, the first time. Uh, but the way he said it to me was just like, oh, man, that makes total sense. Uh, the other thing about demographics. So most of our 70 uh, percent of our listeners are between the ages of 35 and 44. OK. And that is, you know, in our circles and online, that's the age when we're seeing these people, people divorcing. Mm -hmm. And it's no to us, it's no coincidence. Um, and also, as far as listeners, so we're not. We, we know some of our female listeners, like we have some very, very, you know, someone said to us that she wants to hear what the other side thinks, exactly okay. like you said. Um, but 20% of our listeners are female. And to us, that was shocking. Uh, but it's been consistent since we started. Mm. Um, and yeah, so we're, you know, I've, uh, we've, I think we both had people have had people reach out to us that are going through a tough time in their marriage. And so I'll send like specific episodes or now we started a clips channel. So I'll send specific clips to them. Um, actually, so, someone just mentioned to me last week that they wanted to go to the opera, but the her boyfriend doesn't want to go. And so we had one guest who gave the story about this husband who didn't want to go to the opera, didn't want to go to the opera. And then finally he was like, yes. And they went to the opera and after the opera, they had the best time of their entire lives. And right. he, the next day he bought season tickets to the opera. Huh. Wow. So it's just, everyone has different insights. Um, and it's been really amazing. And something that we do on the podcast is each guest, we ask them for a two dad to quit moment. So a moment when they were most, uh, I guess, proud to be a father or when, you know, like when they think about it, they just light up. And that's every episode. So even, you know, the toughest and the hardest person for us to crack and get into their mind <laughs> during the podcast, when you mention this moment, like we had a family attorney on and he was like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm just a dad. And we gave him, you know, enough time. And finally he came out with it. And he was like, I saw my kid in school and I looked at him and I was like, that was me 20 years ago. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. 
So just to show these dads that like, you have to appreciate those moments, no matter what, uh, we're tapping into something that, you know, uh, you know, a lot of the fathers are out working and, and, you know, I used to be a weekend dad, you know, I go to work and leave before the kids got up and I came home after they were sleeping and I'd see them only on the weekend. And, but even in those situations, those two dad to quit moments exist. And it's so important for the fathers to understand that and feel validated that they're doing their job when they can. I agree. I agree. And so many questions I want to ask. I just wish I had way more time with you all. Um, yes. just, I, I, I can't even express to you how overjoyed I am because 12 years into my own marriage, my husband and I thought we would end up in divorce. And we just happened to be living in the desert. I'm a Christian. And I was like, okay, there's no bigger example of when people come to the desert, you either die or transform. And mm -hmm. the reason we stuck together was because I said, I heard Dr. Phil say, wow. you're going to divorce, divorce well. And I mm -hmm. said, listen, let's go. You go to therapy. I'm going to find someone to help me and figure out, do we like each other on the other side of this? And if we decide we like each other, but we like each other from a perspective of, I like you as a person, but maybe not as a husband or a wife, we can leave separately. But if we find out we still do like each other enough, we'll stick through. And, and that work you talked about earlier, y'all, is exactly what we had to do. And it transformed everything, the emotional awareness, starting to recognize that we walked into marriage with some really excuse my language, dumbass thinking, <laughs> like just, <laughs> you know, like what we thought what we all? was supposed to be, what we thought our wife was supposed to be and yeah. thoughts that went unchallenged and learning that we just had all these false beliefs and we had all these assumptions and all of these expectations that went uncommunicated. And that work going in there, I believe marriage can be for healing if you so choose to get into it for that reason. So when you mm -hmm. said the comment about the, the what did you say he was a lawyer or someone who said that the first marriage is- I uh, think Therapist. The therapist. I think that's exactly what could happen. But yeah. here's the thing I think we have to do, and I love that you guys are doing this, is we got to let people know, like we got to warn people mm -hmm. that this fuzzy butterfly fairy tale picture of marriage you're looking for doesn't exist. It's why I always mm -hmm. say there's not a part two to Cinderella. They can't show you what um, happily ever after looks like. So they're like, we're never going to do a part two. We're just going to keep redoing part one. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Nice. nice. Yeah, you know, they, they say that... Um, <laughs> marriage is when marriage is when one person quits at a time but when you both quit at a time that's divorce oh, <laughs> yeah yeah what is so as long as one of them yeah as, well as, long as one of them isn't quitting yeah yeah what is something you want women to know particularly about men when you have to be on the other side when there is divorce that you think sometimes we don't know or get or understand. Uh, that that's an excellent question. <laughs> I mean, it's hard it's hard to generalize because obviously 
every every woman is a unique person in and of herself just like every guy is is unique in and of himself right some people are more emotional some less um i think that a lot of times both sides it's hard to answer the question just from the woman's perspective i think it's important for both the man and a woman to understand that there's a there there is a lot of pain that people are are coming at this process from and it also depends on when you're talking about like are you talking about as the divorce is happening or as there's trouble in the marriage it really depends on on different on different on different times but you know to me it's it's kind of hard to sort of tell somebody to have this because in in many ways somebody either has the ability to be empathetic or empathic if it's the right word ben and i were debating that or or not like to me it's you know maybe it's because i have a legal training and it's not to toot my own horn but you know i was kind of trained to always try and see things from the other point of view and i feel like just based on uh, a lot of my experience with in general people i've spoken to i think sometimes there's that kind of people get closed up and have this, they have an inability to try and tr at least try and understand where the other person is coming from. We get like a sort of tunnel vision and that, you know, that just leads to a lot of misunderstanding. You know, it's uh, uh, there's a, there's a beautiful thing that I, I, I wish I had known about as the divorce was happening. I don't know if it would have changed anything, but have you heard of the term uh, un uh, conscious uncoupling? Have you, have you heard about that, Kanisha? I have, I have. Yeah. Yeah. So I love the concept. I'm not going to, you know, there's, there's not enough time now. Anybody, uh, you know, any of your, your audience can, can Google it, but basically, you know, there's this idea of, of having that sort of compassion. In, in other words, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be war. It doesn't have to be this sort of like me or you, nobody, nobody wants divorce to happen. And we've talked a lot in this podcast about ways in which your second marriage could be built into your first marriage, which was obviously, you know, from my point of view, and I think Ben's as well, I don't want to speak for him, the ideal, but if it is going to happen, um, I, I, I have just found that unfortunately people sort of get stuck into their own sort of mindset and their own world. And there isn't enough, you know, compassion. And again, your question was about women and I'm not saying that's what woman versus man. It's a, it's a general, it's a general answer that I think both sides to the equation, I, I think, uh, you know, would be beneficial to, to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I, I asked that particularly because I, again, being in a circle, being that my coaching clients are women, being that um, I'm a woman and, you know, that is who I'm used to being around. I promise you the conversations I'm used to hearing about men, we have we, we we have removed the ability for you all to feel, to hurt, mm. to share that, to even consider that you are as a, as affected by divorce that we are. I don't hear that. I don't hear the compassion for it. I don't even hear that there is even a consciousness. So that is why I particularly said you, we want women to hear and know, because I will admit, and I was shocked when I realized it, that having a son, being my oldest child, I remember he was younger. I took him to a movie that his father told me, he's going to be afraid of that. And I was like, no, you won't. Because, and when my kid got in there with his little friend, they was like, let's get out of here. <laughs> it occurred to me, I didn't let him have 
the emotion of fear because I thought he's a boy, he's tough. He's not going to be afraid. Mm -hmm. And so when I tell you, and I agree with you, like we can't, we can't say this about all women, but there, there has been a part, at least my generation, where maybe somewhere we, we didn't get the connection or the wiring <laughs> that you guys have feelings too. Mm. And we tend to think that women that get divorced and they're left with the kids and they are the ones who have to struggle. And we think men are gone off having a blast because at least now they don't have to worry about the kids. So I am thankful that you have created a space where we can tune in and hear and listen and go, man, I can have now heart. One of the most powerful shows I saw years ago was when Oprah did um, life class with men of that fatherless, fa was it fatherless sons or daddyless, something like that. And to hear those men talk about what did it mean to grow up without their fathers in their life? Because these aren't conversations, at least in America, we're not having. So that is why I particularly posed it that way. Because I do want the woman to listen to this and then tune in at a different place that that maybe bother her to hear. Why would Kanisha ask that question? Because sometimes we're not even aware of what we're not hearing because we're so in tune to what we already think that we, we refusing to hear what's being said. Yeah, and I just want to add to that, uh, sure. that most fathers, I would say, want to be involved in their kids' lives. Mm. Yeah. And, and try to make the space for it whatever that is. I, I know there are extreme cases, uh, you know, with, with abuse and things like that. But the something else that's not talked about is the suicide rate amongst divorced fathers, which is crazy uh, because they end up, again, living on the street and living in their parents' house, not seeing their kids, being kept from their kids. And most of them want to be involved in some capacity, whatever it is. Um, of course, there's outliers, but give the opportunity, give yeah. the space yeah. and 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 know that it, the kid will be better with a father in their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, we're going to close on that. I want to thank you guys. I can't wait to like go and start listening to more of your podcast. I started listening to it because I had awesome. to get to know you. I wanted to hear your voice. But I am excited to share this. I'm going to do all I can to spread the word. And I'm really thankful that you said yes to be a part of this podcast. So if you are watching, please tune in to Too Dad to Quit and learn more about what does it mean for a man to go through divorce. And let's now start having that conversation and allow space for the men, the boys, the sons, the fathers that are in our lives to create the space for that Thank you so much for watching. Thank you guys for coming on. That's beautiful, Thank Keisha. You. Thank you. You're so inspiring. Thanks for having us. You're Thank welcome. you so much. This podcast provides a platform for our guests to express their own personal views and opinions. Some or all of these views and opinions may not be shared by Ben and or Yo. Thank you for listening to the Two Dad to Quit podcast. Available at twodadtoquit.com. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode.